You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, it's another podcast, and I'm here with Louis Rigoni. Hello, Dolphins. A big, big win yesterday, Mike. That was a big win, Louis, and I had the opportunity of, of uh, going to the game. So I heard. So uh, a bunch of us uh, <laughs> all met there. There were like 20 of us, and uh, we had a good time. 20 of you special Dolphins. Yes, and, and we, had a good, we had a really good time. Uh, it, was, it was a fun game to be at, you know. Uh, gotcha. That game <laughs> was over not long after it started, in my opinion. You know, you just you just watching the Dolphins and watching the Browns. You you didn't think the Browns were going to be able to stop the Dolphins, and and they really couldn't. Uh, Tua was magnificent. Mm-hmm. The running game was the best we've seen it under under uh, McDaniel. Yep, absolutely. And that's that's the recipe. I mean, you've got to be able to run the ball, especially you know when we go to Buffalo later and we you know play some of the bad weather games that we might have to face. New England, yep, yeah, up in New England. Yeah, uh, what is that? The week after uh, Christmas, correct? So that's in January, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, <laughs> they're going to need that running game. They're going to need that running game. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, they listen. They're they're doing. They're hitting on all, all all cylinders right now. You can't say enough about them. This Cleveland team's been very competitive up to this point. You know, they were able to go out there and um, you know just dominate them, like you mentioned. I mean, you know, we we had poor seats. No seat is really poor in that stadium, but poor for where I usually sit. We were sitting uh, 28 rows up in the end zone, and uh, I think we heard a Landon Roberts hit on Chubbs mm. very early in that game. I mean, he he just he laid into him. obliterated him. Yep. And, you know, that's a tone setter. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it was. From that point on, they were just – the defense was playing very well. I mean, later they gave up a long run to Chubbs. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know – the defense was doing everything you want the defense to do. They they were getting after the quarterback. They were not getting beat deep. They they were playing really really well, I thought. And the offense was phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. That's the best offense we've seen in quite a while. It was incredibly efficient. Yeah. Consistently efficient. Let me tell you something. You know, during the um the telecast the announcer, I believe it was Archuleta, who's you know he uh, Dolphin fans are not are not a fan of his. But anyway, long story short, you know he did mention something in regard to our run defense, and um, you know he brought up the point that against running backs that they're doing extremely well. You know that where they've run in the problems is with the quarterbacks getting big chunks of yardage against them. Yes, like Lamar Jackson and yes. um, you know Fields, of course. Um, any defense that Last plays week. a lot of man is going to have that problem. Right. And, you know, the, the bottom line is this, is that 
you know, you look at yesterday and, um, you know, Chubb had 11 carries for 63 yards. He had the touchdown run of 33 and, you know, you subtract that. And I, it, it, I sound like a broken record in regard to this every uh-huh. week. You know, it's, <laughs> I said it, you know, they got to eliminate giving up the big plays and you scratch that 33 yard run from his statistics and he had 10 carries for 33 yards. I mean, this is probably the best back in football right now, statistically. And um, they absolutely shut him down. And I mean, Kareem Hunt, I didn't. He was a non-factor. Non for six carries for nine yards. I mean, I'm telling you, Mike, th- their run defense is extremely good. They do a great job, and um, you know, it's very unfortunate that our secondary is so banged up. Because I said it at the beginning of the year that you know I felt that our defense could be the best in football, and I truly believe that had we stayed healthy in that secondary, uh, we would have definitely been the best defense in football because they're, they're still getting the job done to an extent, but you know, they keep losing guys. We lost Ogba this week, right? I mean, you know, that's, that's the only bad thing that really came out of this football I mean, some people game. think that's insignificant because he hasn't been having a great season. No, they're crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't look at it that way. No, you, listen, you know, you, you're halfway through the season, okay? And, you know, you're talking about a guy that is a big part of a rotation. You know, regardless, I don't know how many plays he's on the field game in and game out, but you are now losing a guy that is very significant. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you acquired Chubb to play opposite of him, which would have opened the doors up for him because Chubb's a real threat. You know, and when you put your pass rushes in, in passing situ, your pass rushers in, in passing situations, you've got a nice group of guys rushing the quarterback, whatever combination you want to throw out there when Ogba's out there. Ogba, Chubb, Phillips, Phillips. Wilkins, Van Ginkle, Ingram, whoever the hell you want to throw at them. And, you know, play to play, you know, even against the running game. You know, Agba does a pretty decent job of sealing that outside. So, you know, I, I don't understand how, you know, people can cannot see the fact that, you know, even though he's not getting to the quarterback, he still gets attention from the other team's offensive line. That's right. And, you know, he does a pretty decent job against the run as well. So, you know, you're you're losing you're losing an important guy. Um, you know, regardless of what people say or think, simply because he has what I think one one and a half sacks this season. Yeah, yeah. It's a big loss, and um, somebody's going to have to step in and step in in a big way. And you know, we we just can't keep losing guys. I say that I, I sound like a broken record in regard to that as well. We can't keep losing guys on that defensive side. It's just amazing how many guys on that side of the you know. Uh, team have gotten hurt, and on the offensive side, I mean, we basically we basically lost Eichenberg and you know Jackson, I and mean, their replacements are doing a pretty damn good job, from what I can see. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's surprising. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is a good thing that you know we've got you know Jones and Shell filling in for those guys, and. Um, doing a good job at it. I mean, I don't think Tua got touched. I really don't. I don't think he got touched in the game. Did you? Do you? I mean, I know he may have gotten pressured a few times and he did a really good job of um, stepping up and, you know, throwing sidearm, whatever the case may be, to the running backs, checking down. He did a really good job in that. 
And he's gotten a lot better at that, Mike. I mean, my goodness. I don't know if he's gotten better or the offensive coordinator and McDaniel said, listen, we've got we've to give this kid a check down on every single play to where he can just dump it in the flat or to the side, whatever the case well, may be. Well, we've talked about this, you know. Yeah. We, we've both said they've got to be throwing to the running backs more. And they have. They're throwing to them more. Uh, Ingold yesterday was oh, fabulous. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I've been – listen, I, I've, I want him to be a bigger part of the offense. The guy's got great hands. He, he really does. He's got, he's got a good set of hands, and, he, you know, he – he, he runs well with the football once he's in the open field. It's like having a second tight end out there. I mean, I'd rather see him on the field than, you know, a Hunter Long or something. I mean, honestly, right. Mike, I'd rather see him out on the field from that fullback position. He caught four passes for 45 yards and a touchdown yesterday. I mean, you know, he does good things with the football once he gets it. So I, I think going forward – you know, you, you have to implement him a little bit because he's an afterthought in your offense. You know, you've got linebackers dropping back, trying to help the middle of the field, you know, against our, our wide receivers, which is an absolute necessity because there's no corners or safeties in the league that are going to shut you down there. So yep. when you got a guy like him coming out in the flat or a Wilson or a Mozart, you, you know, you're in great shape there. And, you know, they've done it. I mean, yesterday they threw the ball to receivers. God, they got targeted 13, 14 times. That's great. That's what you yeah. want. You want to implement that. It gives a defense a lot to think about when they come to play us. It's like, well, they got Hill and Waddle. Jesus, what the hell are we going to do with those two guys? But then all of a sudden you start watching film when when a team's coming up to play us and they're like Jesus man they got all these guys catching the ball out of the backfield you know it's just an impossibility to cover all these guys you know we there's going to be seven receivers Lou have over 20 yards receiving it reminded you of the Marino days yes. right you know yes. where you had Nathan catching the ball and Jimmy right. Cephalo and Joe Rose and you know of course you had Duper, Duper and Clayton <laughs> Matt Moore yeah, yeah absolutely you had six seven guys you know, getting chunks of yardage. And, um, you know, the diversity going forward is going to be very important because as you look at this team, Mike, you know, they've got a lot of dimensions and a lot of, a lot of things they can throw at you. And um, you look around the AFC right now, Mike, you know, Buffalo is basically one-dimensional. You know, they're a passing football team, right? right. Look at the other teams, you know, Tennessee, who's winning their division. They're, they're a running team. You know, they're one-dimensional as well, right? You know, you look around in Kansas City, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call them one-dimensional simply because that's, that's what they do. Same thing with Buffalo, I mean, but I think, going, you know, going down in the playoff games, you have to have a running game to some extent. You just have to. I mean... You saw what happened to Buffalo yesterday, and I know I'm rattling and we're getting away from the game itself, but, you know, they put a lot on Josh Allen, and when he fails them, they they fail. I mean, you know, because they don't have anywhere else to go. I mean, you defend him well, and you can beat him. because Obviously, I didn't watch that game because I was at ours. Um, Right. My question to you is, what did Singletary do? Um, Singletary actually scored a couple of touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. But did he have yardage? But, Mike, the point of the matter is is that 
No, he didn't. I mean, okay. he did, they don't really run the football all that much. They pass, pass, pass. And I think, you know, the fact that they have three losses already through this season, you know, it, it, teams are beginning to smart up on them, you know, basically, you know, yep. as, as far as how to defend them. I mean, you got Diggs, who's exceptional, but past him, I mean, Gabriel Davis is a very, very good receiver, but he's not, you know, he's not a Waddle and he's not a Tyreek Hill. Right. You know, we have two guys that are real threats on the outside. Gabriel Davis is a very, very good football player. McKenzie's a very good football player. Knox is a very good football player, but they're not they're not studs. Kansas City has, you know, Kelsey. And they have Mahomes who, you know, just does incredible things with the football, much like Josh Allen. And when they want to run the football, they can run the football. They've got a lot of, you know, a lot of diversity in their backfield with McKinnon and um, Hilaire and um, uh, the kid Pacheco, who's starting to get a lot more carries. Um, you know, so you look around the AFC and come playoff time, you know, this diversity and, you know, all the different angles that we approach a game and attacking a defense is going to come into play. And even in the second half of this season, they seem to be gelling, right? Wouldn't you say that, you know, this was our best game offensively as, as a whole? Well, you I, know, I four do quarters. think so. And I, I think so because of the diversity. I mean, who do, you, who do you key on? Obviously, the Browns were trying to take away the middle of the field. Right. And they were trying to limit Hill and Waddle. Right. Uh, so McDaniel said, fine, you do that. <laughs> you do that, and yeah. we're going to run, you know, we're going right. to run. I mean, Mike, that touchdown run by Mozart, nobody even touched him. I know. They didn't even touch him. Nobody. He went, what was it, 30 some odd yards untouched. And it wasn't like it was a sweep and he just hit the outside and went right down the sideline. No. He went through the middle of the field. It was, I think, a 24-yard touchdown. But for 24 yards, he went through the middle, bounced outside, untouched. Nobody touched him. Offensive line-wise, wow. I mean, what can you say? Let me read you some run block grades. Oh, yeah. You know what? We didn't even discuss any of these grades prior like we normally no, do. So no, this we didn't. Is, this is all new to me. Go ahead. Engel, 92.9. Keep him on the field, Mike. Yep. Little, 78. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was only in the game for nine plays. So that's, yeah, know, that's I don't know pretty why insignificant. You, why do you do that, Mike? Get to the starters, for the love of God. Brandon Shell, 75. Okay. Robert Hunt, 74-6. Mm. Robert Jones, 73-6. Wow. Sherfield, uh, 73-5. And th- those were the top grades. Then everybody else was, was pretty average. So Armstead and, and Williams are two free agents had a what kind of grades? Well, the run grade, like for Williams, it was uh, 57.6, which is real real close to 60, you know, real close to average. And Armstead was 54.1. But uh, wow, he was going against their best their best defensive line. Well, so. yeah, Miles Garrett is, yeah. is a handful. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But it's interesting on, <laughs> on, a, on a week where we just dominated running the football, Armstead was our lowest graded offensive lineman. And so that, that says a lot about where we're getting with that offensive line as well. I, Mike, you know, right now you got to love life. You really do. Going into this bye week, you know, it was our best, it was our most complete game of the season. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a Houston, which we have in a couple of weeks. It wasn't, 
you know, a Patsy football team. It was, you know, it was a pretty solid football team who have some dynamic players and they just did I mean, a very good job of dominating. the question mark with them obviously is Brissett, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, he's got a ceiling and it's not very high. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you, you felt comfortable matching the quarterbacks going into the game, but I really thought that Cleveland would have more success on the ground than they did. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, coming into the game, Mike, you know, I said that our strength on defense is going against their strength on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, it proved it proved right. You know, we we do a great job against the running backs. We focus on them. We do an outstanding job on the other team's running backs. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook and Chubb are probably one and two right now in the NFL as far as running the football. And I felt, you know, over the course of four quarters, you know, they they gave up one big run to him, and that was the extent of it. Other than that, these guys were averaging two, three yards a carry. I mean, that's it. You know, they're doing a great job, and they got to continue to do a great job. Let's just hope that the Ogba injury does not affect that run defense in any way, shape, or form, that the guys that they put out there to replace them do just as well. Some some defensive grades. Go ahead. Melvin Ingram, 92-6. Okay. Uh, Elijah Campbell, 84-6. Jalen Phillips, 82. Cater Kohu, 77. Kohu! Bradley Chubb, 76-2. All right. Kristen Wilkins, 73-6. Wow. Van Ginkle, 73. Wow. A lot, a lot of high numbers. Yep. There. All good numbers. All good numbers. Uh, Holland, 69-3. And Xavier Howard, 68-4. Mm-hmm. And then it drops a little bit. Uh, and unfortunately, Crossan uh, got hurt. I hope that's not significant. Yeah, I haven't heard anything in regard to the not extent of his injury. Yep. Hopefully it's not serious. Because I, I'm certain something would have came out, Mike, if it was overly serious. So let's just hope it's you know it's something minor. Yep. Uh, Sealer caused a fumble. Yeah. Oh, great hit. Great play. Guy does the job. He's going to get more playing time, that's for certain. Yep. You know, with, with Ogba out. Yep. Well, I think a few guys will, right? <laughs> yeah. Know, uh, it's just a matter of how they want to mix it up, but I think uh, AVG will have more playing time. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. But uh, you've got to be impressed with the way they played yesterday. And Absolutely. I, in- I interrupted you, so where were you? No, I mean, I, God, I can't remember now. We've we've gone off on, we, we've done spinoffs, you know? Uh-huh. You know, like TV shows. You know, All in the Family had the Jeffersons. <laughs> and what else did Maud. they have? Maud. <laughs> right. Oh God, they had three or four, didn't yeah. they? There's, There's another. Of them. There's another one too. I don't know, but you know, we 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 did a lot of spinoffs there. Mike. Half these got, people don't know what we're talking about. So. Got off the subject. They yeah, half of them. You're right. You're probably right. More than half. Yep. But um, you know, when you look at the game, you know some of the uh, some of the penalties again, Mike. They just so aggravating. I mean, my God, they talk about, you know, that one drive where Cleveland went up the field pretty quickly on us um, later in the game. You know, that that third down penalty on Wilkins was a complete joke. Now, I know you guys were at the game, so it's a little bit more difficult to to see it because we watched the replay like three times. And yep. my God, there was, there was nothing to it. He kind of like laid off them. As they were both falling to the ground, he kind of Pulled his arms, you know, his, his his arms and hands back to not put weight on him. Right. And he took two steps and hit him right in the chest. I mean, 
Yeah, we saw the Come replay. On. We saw the replay in the stadium. Joke. And, uh, yeah, it's there, a, there was about sixty-five thousand people that thought that was a bad call. It was horrible, and even and the pass interference on on crossing early in the game was a little ticky tacky too, from what I remember. Yep. But um, you know that that type of stuff. I I don't know what you can do with the quarterback anymore. It's just very frustrating. Neither do they. All. They've got to get it right. You know, they just do. I mean, you know, they, they've got to, they've got to see, they've got to look at things subjectively when they're calling a football game. And when there is like, when the guy threw two down, I mean, that, that was extreme as far as I'm concerned. It was unnecessary. Yep. You have him in your grasp, you put him down on the ground. It's done deal. You know, that hit by Wilkins yesterday, got a 300 pound guy bearing down on somebody and you want him to just, I don't know if you, you know, saw what, the hit yesterday, but uh, Justin Herbert got yep. hit in the head, helmet yep. to helmet. Yep, I saw it. Much, much harder hit than uh, uh, Bridgewater received. Yes. And uh, they didn't even pull him out of the game. Well, they did actually pull him out of the game, Mike. He came out, but he came right back in. You know, he missed he missed the series. Chase Daniels did come in for three Well, plays. that's interesting. So why did they send him back in? Well, I think they went to half, and they did their test at halftime, and he was sent back in. That this is this, this is exactly. You're absolutely right in what you're There's saying. There's just got to be consistency. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, no, and that's what I'm trying to say is that you're absolutely right in what you're saying, but you're wrong in your your information. He did yeah, no, come I out. I get that. I get. He that. came out for three plays. And they went to halftime thereafter, and he came back out and he played the whole second half. I mean, there is no consistency. They've got to figure it out. You watch football games, and you know that's a night game. That's a Sunday night game, right? So, what do what does the NFL want? Do they want Chase Daniels quarterbacking the second half of, of a not. Sunday night game? Of course and, you not. You know, you know, in prime time. No, absolutely not. People are turning in to watch this kid play. To me, it's just extremely interesting how it's so inconsistent, plain and simple. They've got to come up with, you know, something that is, you know, is fair. I mean, that 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 seriously, Mike, may have cost us a football game. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, if you're not consistent with your evaluations, then you're hurting some teams and you're not hurting others. Okay, that that affects people's livelihood. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we'd like to throw a shout out to DraftKings for sponsoring our show. And uh, here's a little message and we'll be right back. Your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Well, make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Now check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Now to make things even sweeter, uh, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. 
Any other thoughts on the game that, that you had? I will tell you this, Mike. You know, I, I can't I can't say enough about, you know, the game plans, you know, on both sides of the football. You know, if you want to get nitpicky, you know, I'm getting tired of us, you know, turning the ball over on downs to where we can't pick up a yard on third and fourth downs. It's getting annoying. You yeah, know? that, that mean, gamble was one we talked about at the stadium. And, uh, you know, you, you can look at it one of two ways. You take your points there because the points are there to take. Right. Okay. Or you're 10-7 you're at the time, if I'm correct, right? What was the score then? I think it was 10-7. I think so. Like so you, you, you know you're getting the ball back right after halftime. So if, if you can score a touchdown there, you've got a chance of really getting them down, you know, at the start of the third quarter. Right. So it just depends on how you look at it and how aggressive you want to be. Um, but I think you and I, generally speaking, would kick the field goal. Well, it, it would, it's not only the fact that they don't kick the field goal, Mike, but it's the fact that they bring, you know, they bring the, a tight, you know, they have a tight formation. They bring in the big guys and right. you're telegraphing what you're going to do. Yes. It, you know, th- throw a play action off of that, you know, and, and, and get the ball in the flat to one of the tight ends, much like they do around the, you know, around the one yard line. You know, how many times do you see them? Sell out, you know the defense sells out. Yeah, and right. Tight end or and you throw you know, it right over their heads. You know, tackle eligibles wide open. Yep. You know you telegraph what you're doing, and then you run the ball right into the middle. And I mean, and Mike, he didn't even have a chance. It wasn't yeah, even close. It wasn't even close. He he got hit like a yard or two behind the line of scrimmage. There comes a point where you know you could spread them out like we were doing, leave Hill on the field, leave Waddle on, leave those threats on the field, and then run the ball. Yep. You know, don't don't telegraph, don't take your big threats off the field because trust me, you know teams are going to look at it and say, man, these guys can go over the top on this if we, you know, if we sell, we've got to keep a safety over on Hill, right? Because he's man the man out there or whatever. It takes guys out of the box, you know. It 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 just creates a different situation. I didn't like the play call, you know. It, I I just didn't like it. You know, we don't have. I mean, the offensive line was playing extremely well. They have played well, but we don't have a dominant offensive line where you can just line up and say, hey, right. guys, guess what? We're lining up in a run formation. Right. We're and running, we're running the ball us. at right. you, you know? Right. And, um, you know, we failed on that. But in all honesty, that was the only drive that um, – that we didn't score on. So yeah. how, how can you honestly complain? And You, you know, can't. And the other thing to think about is how much confidence do they have in Sanders? You know, Sanders yesterday gets the two field goals through and then he misses two extra points. I mean, Jesus. I mean, th- this guy's got to get it together. I mean, you know, he's getting paid like, you know, you know, me and me and you have been defending him, you know, but there comes a point. Well, I think you have to have patience with a kicker, but They've had patience with the kicker. It's been a year and a half. It's it's been a year and a half, and he's been extremely inconsistent. And right. you know, at some point, you know, down the stretch, you know, you may lose a football game because this guy's not capable of kicking a thirty-yard field goal. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got to get it done. More takes from the game. I mean, you know, Tua's just playing at a very high level, Mike. And you know, me and you have been um, critics of his, and rightfully so. But I will applaud him to. To great lengths right now as to where he's playing. So I, I mean, he's been phenomenal. The last three games, he's been pretty much flawless. He's been flawless. They've got Mike. I think when you watch him on the football field right now, he's directing guys. Right? 
there's guys that have lined up in the wrong, and he's directing them to one side or the other. I watched them do it too. I don't know if you saw it at the game, but but as I'm watching the televised game on TV, he's directing guys. Now, we saw last year where Gesicki had to stop plays and stuff like that. So he's in he's more in control and more confident of what's going on. All of these things, Mike, coming out of college were his strengths. And now we're starting to see his strengths. I mean, his weaknesses, you know, we've talked about them. There's no need to talk about them. I mean, you know, the arm strength, sometimes he doesn't set up. Sometimes he's late getting rid of the football. Well, I'll tell you what, he threw a pass yesterday off his back foot. Yep. From the far hash. Yep. That dropped in the waddle, I believe it was. It was Hill, I Oh, think. Hill? Yeah. But right right exactly where that ball needed to be. Yep. He it threw it early. Pretty, it was a pretty impressive throw. And, and what made it even more impressive was he had a blitzer coming right at him. Right at him. Right. He had no choice but to get rid of it or else yep. he was going to get sacked. I mean, I mean it, it, if it was he a, can execute like that. Yep then he is absolutely a franchise quarterback. Listen, on third downs, he's been incredibly good. I mean, listen, I applaud him incredibly. Um, he All of his strengths coming out of college that we did not see over these first couple of years, um, you are now starting to see. Again, you know, coaching, got to applaud them too. Or you got to applaud. I mean, everything is working well right now. Let's just hope that the the, yeah. The only caution I would throw out there, Lou, is we just played three teams that are not the best in the league. Yeah, and we've got a fourth one coming up as well, and it's going to get tougher. And what you want to see is to execute almost as well against the better defenses that he's going to face. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think I think he's more than capable, Mike. Because I I, I think the offense is more than capable. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, this is not a one-dimensional football team anymore. You know, we can hurt you with the running game. Um, You know, we can hurt you with the passing game. We can hurt you with the running backs out of the backfield. I mean, there's a lot of layers to this offense right now, and there's a lot to throw at a a defensive football team trying to. This is a professional offense. (laughs) <laughs> What's that, Mike? It's a professional offense. It's a professional offense and run by know, professional coaches. You know what I mean? Yep. And two is doing a great job. We've in, got an in, offensive line coach that knows how to coach an offensive line. We've got, you know, the uh head coach who who knows how to manipulate an offense to to, you know, get the most out of it. Yes. I and mean go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish. I was up. just gonna say he's doing exactly that. This offense is is operating at a very high efficiency right now. They absolutely are. And, you know, it's interesting because you're starting to see things develop, I think, going into the second half that you're going to see more of, right? You, you're seeing Sherfield basically taking over that third, that third receiver, spot. Yep. That third spot. Um, you know, and Daniel uh, is probably thrilled to be hearing me talk about this. But, <laughs> you know, he's developing into that third receiver, which was kind of non existent on, on week to weeks. Uh, they're, they're throwing. Well, um, I think it's pretty obvious they don't have a lot of confidence in Wilson. No, they it, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, obviously, Sherfield's ahead of him on the depth chart. Now, mm-hmm. that's that's quite obvious. Um, you know, throwing to the running backs is very important. And I think going forward, in gold, being on the football field at the fullback position because he can block and he can catch the ball out of the backfield, I, I listen, I mean, people are going to think I'm crazy, but... I'd much rather have him on the football field than Gasecki. 
on, on, on early downs, even late downs, you know, because he can stay in the backfield. He can, he can help you block in the backfield. Um, you know, if you go to a, a two receiver set on third and eight, whatever the case may be. The only time I want to see Gusecki is near the end zone. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, you bring him in, you know, you sprinkle him in. I mean, yesterday he had two carries for third, I mean, two catches for 31 yards. He was targeted three times yesterday. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But I think personally, Mike, if you have Ingold on the field, yep. and again, I think people people may think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you that if you keep your fullback on the field, you've got a better blocker there on running plays. You've got a guy that can pick up blitzes. You've got a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. You can got, you've got a guy on third and one that you can throw an inside handoff to that'll get a first down there. To me, Gusecki's a one-dimensional guy. You know, if you're in third and 15. Well, the third the and other 12, thing you didn't mention is, is it, it probably adds a defender to the box. Which is fine. Yes. It's fine. Yes. Bring him on. Bring yeah. him on. I like our matchup there. I mean, listen, you know, when it all boils down, you know, what you saw yesterday was productivity out of everybody that was on the football field, and it was diversity, and that's what you definitely want to see. Anybody who's getting the ball, I mean, that, that touchdown to Ingold was fantastic. I mean, yep. he's got, that guy's an athlete, you know, dove, dove for the pylon. I mean, that was yeah. great. That was great to see. Yeah. You know, when have you seen Gasicki do something like that, right? Nah, I'm not <laughs> going to pick on Mike, but you know how I feel about him. Yeah. I mean, he's usually, you know, a catch the ball and he's looking for somewhere to go out of bounds or get down on, you know, get down underneath the tackle. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, you know, I like what we're doing. There's, there is nothing nothing to be you know overly concerned with with the exception of maybe sanders and hopefully he gets it together i know we've been saying this for weeks but um you know other than him i think that they're going into this bye week mike on on a really high note and you come back against houston and boy you know can't look past them you got you can't look past them you gotta win that football game you get to eight and three you know you're sitting pretty good there with six games remaining Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they show that we're the second seed right now, you know. You'd love to keep that, wouldn't you? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a lot of football left. I mean Of course. Of you know, course. I think the the Jets and the Patriots play again, the Bills and the Jets play again, the Dolphins play all three of those teams again right. in the second half. It's gonna be a dogfight. That's gonna be the deciding factor, you know, inside our division is who wins these football games. And um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you, you, you win all three of those, you know, you're winning that division. You know, it, it's that simple. You're winning it. You know, you win all three of those d- division games. You sweep Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's got to finish a game ahead of us in right. order to, you know, in, in order to get the division. And I think that, you know, that would be a very difficult situation for them, you know, because I think we're getting to 11. If we do beat Buffalo, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but if you we are. do beat Buffalo... <laughs> You know, you're looking at probably a 12-win season. You know, that means Buffalo's got to get to 13 wins. Right. Which means, they, you. you know, if we do, in fact, beat them, that means they basically got to win every other football game they play in the second half. So, we'll see. A lot of football left. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I mean, you know, they took us it, – it just sucks, you know, because you had this momentum, yep. and now you got a bye week. It's yep. like, you But know. you need the bye week because these guys are pretty beaten up. Yes, you know, X-Man can rest up and 
you know, Armstead could rest his big toe or whatever toe it is. You know, yeah. all these guys can rest up. Maybe when we come back, we see a Jones and Austin Jackson sighting two weeks from now. Who knows? We'll see. You know? Well, I think they should leave the offensive line just the way it is. Yeah. We can That's- use the depth, though, Mike. Oh, absolutely, because you never know when the next guy is going to go down. But, exactly. you know, I, I just don't want to see them putting him in right now. I want to leave the offensive line alone because I think they are growing together and they've been executing pretty well. I agree. Absolutely so, agree. You know, don't mess with success. <laughs> yeah. Did we miss out? Did we miss anybody? Mike, you know, one other thing I wanted to touch on too, which I thought was quite interesting, was the fact that Bridgewater was inactive. So Thompson's our backup quarterback right now. Yeah, Bridgewater was inactive because he has some some type of injury that he developed in practice last week. Oh, okay. I got yeah, you. So I, did I, know I don't that. know if it'll stay or not. I don't know either, but you know, I thought that he was in the football game simply because um, they choose to have him as the backup. It's going to be interesting going forward as to what they do in that situation yep. as well, because I yep. like that kid a lot, you know, as a backup. No All doubt right, well, about it. We're doing something special for the bye week. We were going to... Uh, Go on YouTube and do a show there, and uh, this way people can uh, interact with us, ask us questions, and uh, we can have some fun with the listeners. Very good. So we're going to be, that's going to actually be a video situation as well. Yes, yes. All right. Just remind me to shave that week, Mike, and, you know, clean up a little bit or at least wear a hat. Okay. (laughs) It's been a long couple of weeks, you know, moving and all these other things that have gone on in life. So. Uh, yeah, I got to get cleaned up for that. When is that taking place? Next Monday? Well, we're going to do it whenever we can get the three of us together. So, Gotcha. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll announce it uh, when we come back on Wednesday. Sounds Wait a minute. We're, we're, why are we, are we coming back on Wednesday, Mike? Yeah, we we'll, don't yeah, have a preview. We'll come back on Wednesday and, and uh, just... Do a rehash of... of uh, First you know, half of the season. Yeah. Okay. Well, we and, should have uh, probably started with uh, with that and then went into the other thing, right? Because that's coming first. That is coming ones. first. Got it. Okay. So, We're stumbling all over the place here, Mike. Get it together. I am together. Okay. And, I and, know exactly what's happening. And and kind of inform me, if you would, of what, you know, of, of what exactly we're doing going forward. <laughs> that might help. You knew all this. No, I did not know. I had no idea we were doing anything on Wednesday. I had no idea. None whatsoever. When do we podcast? Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, we do. By Sometimes weeks, Thursday instead of Wednesday. By weeks, you know. Okay, so that we'll read. Yeah, we'll go over the first 10 games of the season. So, yeah, that'll be a fun show. I got an interesting idea that, that maybe we can try. Uh, okay. You know, but we'll, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. Sounds good. All righty. All right. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Miami we'll has the dolphin. Sing it, <laughs> Don't Mike. sing, please. Were they were they playing that? Oh yeah. Okay, because I I never hear it. Pretty much nonstop. <laughs> well, yeah. Yesterday, right? Yeah. Should have had forty one points. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty love, pretty much nonstop. I love nonstop. that song. Sing so, it, Mike. Say just sing a little bit. Come on. Oh no, I'm not going to sing. I don't want to hurt people. Miami has the dolphins, the greatest football team. Sing it, Mike. Come on. Well, they did take the ball from gold goal like no one's ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. All right. I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, fins up. You guys got to be happy, right? Yeah, Yeah. You should definitely be happy. I know I am. Fins up, Dolphins.
All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.